We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Voice America welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now, here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Happy Thursday, everybody. Hopefully, this morning's show will teach you something about nonprofit marketing. Um, nonprofit organizations represent a huge segment of the nation's and the world's commerce. One of the largest is the Boys and Girls Clubs of America, more than 100 years old, and 4,400 separate clubs across the nation and on U.S. military bases around the world. Today, we'll focus on one club, Boys and Girls Club West Valley, starting with the man who runs a tight ship as the head of the marketing committee and somebody who I have... Um, a common past with, which we'll talk about a little later, Marty Cooper. Welcome, Marty. Good morning, Cindy. Nice to be with you this morning. And it's very, very nice to have you. Why don't you share with everybody what you do professionally to give my listeners a context? I have been in the marketing and public relations professions for about 40 years. I've had my own firm since 1982. Prior to that, I worked uh, for Disneyland. I was the advertising and promotion manager at Disneyland. And uh, then uh, for 10 years, I was in charge of public relations for the Motion Picture Academy. And immediately prior to opening my own firm, I uh, was a senior vice president for Playboy Enterprises. Actually, interestingly, I'm the only person to have ever reported directly to Walt Disney and Hugh Hefner. Ah, well, they both represent icons with ears. Both marketing geniuses, too. Yeah, so I mean, you know, it um, there makes sense. There were always a lot of comparisons between the two companies and case studies in Harvard Business School and all of that kind of stuff, so it makes a lot of sense, even though they catered to different audiences on the most part, but it gives you a lot of um, diverse experience, Marty. So. And a lot of fun. I know, absolutely. Which and one's profession should always give one. I, I agree with you entirely. So now through this, through this impressive past, you have been involved in community activities a lot, I would assume. Yes? Yes. Uh, I, I absolutely abhor, abhor the phrase giving back, but I do think it's important for people to be a part of the community in which they live. To many people, that means joining a chamber of commerce, but those sorts of activities, while I certainly support them, and in fact I was the president of the Chamber of Commerce, uh, much of that kind of activity is built around business development for one's own business. I think finding organizations that provide social services to the community are, are very important for anyone who's going to be well-rounded in today's society. 
Well, I think so as well. And I think that any public relations professional that either wants to get into the field or has been in the field for some time really ought to always think about integrating community relations or activities into their strategic plans. It, um, you know, it just makes a lot of sense, and it positions the company as a philanthropist, and a, it's very, very good for mission statements. It's, um, it's very wise. It helps others. It helps yourself. So, Over the years, oh, I'm sorry. Over the years, when I've had large staffs, whether in a corporate position or with my own firm, I always asked a, a job applicant, what do you do in the community? What nonprofit activities are you involved in? And in a way, it's like a college degree. You expect it, and you anticipate it, and uh, a check mark goes beyond uh, behind someone's name when they do have a college degree, when they do participate in the community, when they do continue to educate themselves and to better their own educational opportunities. And that's part of what makes up a whole person, I think. I think that you're exactly right. So with all of this said, how did you get involved in the club? Well, originally, um, I've been involved in a number of, uh, and on the boards of, a number of major organizations like the American Cancer Society and a number of others. And I realized that much as I enjoyed those opportunities, those were such large national and international organizations that my small contributions were unseen and unfelt, mostly by me. I never felt I could see the difference. So I sort of reoriented what I did and said, I want to focus on my local community. Living in the San Fernando Valley, that was uh, an obvious choice for me. Secondly, as a young boy many years ago, I was a member of what was then called the Boys Club, not as it is today, the Boys and Girls Club. So those twofold things let me, led me to the Boys and Girls Club of the West Valley. Okay, well, it seems like it's an organic um, transition. And how long have you been with the Boys and Girls Club of the West Valley? I've been on the board five years now, and I, have, uh, I started a board development committee to help uh, enlarge and both raise the capability level of our board. And uh, I've also chaired our marketing committee for the last four years. Yes, and thank you for bringing me into it, Marty. Well, uh, it's, it's always a pleasure to bring top-flight professionals and allow them and give them the opportunity to have them uh, bring their experiences and abilities and enthusiasm to an organization that does good work for our society. Well, I've sit on a lot of boards, and I have to tell you that, you know, you run this in extremely well. It's very, very serious. You really, um, this is not the kind of board or marketing committee, to be more precise and more exact, just to differentiate from the bigger board, um, that, you know, people just throw coffee on each other. I know you always have an agenda. You always have ask your committee members to think about what they could bring to the next table and have deliverables before each meeting. And you mm. run that very, very well. And I have to say that, unfortunately, I don't see a lot of boards or committees having the same kind of focus as um, you do with this particular board. So no, I think, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I think that's true. I think it's important to run our nonprofit involvements the way we run our businesses, in an organized, professional manner, to have goals, to have strategies and tactics, to decide what we have to do, when we have to do it by, and, and who has to do it. And I think on top of that, 
you can always enjoy each other's company and have a good time. I think that's true. It's a very, very good vibe. What were the initial marketing and communications challenges when you first took over the team? Uh, good, good question. Actually, when I joined the, uh, the board of the club, there was no marketing and communications committee, and so I naturally decided that uh, with a little bit of my background, I would bring that capability to them. And I think that there were some opportunities and some challenges. The challenges, of course, start with the board. The, the board of directors of any nonprofit, just like a corporation, uh, is critical to its success or, or lack thereof. We started out with a board of six people, um, not counting me, and we currently have a board of 26 people. And it's a diverse board of business leaders ranging from the president of a local Catholic school to the Western Regional Director of one of the nation's largest CPA firms to the local president of Wells Fargo and a, a variety of capabilities, and I've just given you a flavor of it. So we embarked on that initially, and then we had a couple of specific opportunities. One is that the Boys and Girls Club of the West Valley is in Canoga Park, which is an area that has very high unemployment and has a significant population of people uh, who speak uh, little English and a, a number of economic challenges. But it happens to be within two miles of Warner Center, which is a very upscale business and residential development. So that was fertile field for our marketing development and fundraising activities. Uh, it wasn't a challenge, actually, to put the committee together. Because I teach at UCLA, I uh, have the opportunity to know a lot of young people who are looking to expand their activities within the community. And additionally, because I've had my firm in the San Fernando Valley for uh, more than a quarter of a century, I'm pretty well involved in its civic and community activities. And thirdly, uh, because I was previously president of the Los Angeles chapter of the Public Relations Society of America, I know a lot of people in our field. So it was easy to reach out to top-level professionals, such as you, and say, hey, Join us. We'll do some good, and we'll have a good time at the same time. And you're doing it well. You're doing it very, very well. And there's opportunities. I, I think I, you mentioned them, but if you wanted to reiterate. I, I think there are a lot of opportunities in, in that sort of thing. And I think there are always opportunities in spending time with professionals in your own field. And when you belong to an organization like a public relations society, uh, you go to meetings and you focus on what you're focused on. I believe that when you're involved in an organization like a Boys and Girls Club, you have an opportunity to combine your marketing and communications and corporate communications skills and activities and provide something to the betterment of a community. And what's the club's marketing and PR approach to these activities? Uh, the first thing I believe in, I'm a big believer in a plan. What is our plan? And who's going to implement the plan? And how do you move the plan from a strategy with all of the goals and objectives laid out to the tactics, which is, to me, very simply, who's doing what by when? And, and I build that into every plan. And you know from the one-page document I provided you, that's basically how we, we function. And everyone has specific responsibilities and areas of responsibility. And I think you look at what an organization needs. And an organization like a Boys and Girls Club needs the same thing uh, a for-profit business needs. Uh, it needs to brand itself. It needs to uh, reach out to potential and current customers and clients. 
uh, tell them the story. It needs to expand its reach. Uh, it needs to look at itself like a business and operate like a business. And how would you measure success, Marty? Uh, we have several measurements. Number one, from a business perspective, the size, strength, and involvement of our board, and I think we've been successful there. Number two, and this is very important in an organization like the Boys and Girls Club, financial success. Uh, we're now an organization uh, that had a very small budget and, and one, uh, two uh, staff people to an organization that's uh, almost $2 million in annual revenues. And you have to measure success by uh, where those revenues come from. For example, our club, almost all of the money comes from two sources. One is uh, from government for, to run after-school programs for young people, and the second is the local community. Interestingly, the National Boys and Girls Club of America, which is so very well known, provides no hard currency to the local clubs. They provide training and lots of other sorts of assistance, but not money. And the final and no doubt the most important measure of level of success is how do the young people we serve progress in their lives? We have young people from elementary school through high school. And one of the things that we focus on is how many of those kids are we helping to go to college? We just uh, have completed a survey at Canoga Park High School we have a, where we have a program. And we found that a significantly higher percentage of high school graduates from that high school go on to college if they've been a member of our Boys and Girls Club program. We have something called Power Hour. And this is at every Boys and Girls Club in the world. The first hour that you come to the club you get individualized help with your homework. Well, that's particularly important in a club like ours because we have a high percentage of members, we have 3,100 members, our, our children, who come from Spanish-speaking homes, or there's only one parent in the household, or both parents work. So they really need some help with their, with their homework. And I think we measure success with what happens to our young people because that's why we're there. We just discovered that 81% of the families our young people come from are below the poverty line. Just oh. think about that for a minute. 81% of our families are below the poverty line. That means we need to make sure our kids get some helpful snacks. That means that we need to make sure our kids get presents at holiday times. And all of those things that come out of that uh, easy-to-throw-out statistic, but an, a statistic that has a real impact on the lives of thousands of families. Absolutely, and something that is really easy, it, it resonates. Um, it's, and I am probably a reflection of what we see in a lot of communities across the United States. Well, we have to take a commercial break, Marty, so stand by, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about how your new book, North of Mulholland, is helping out the club. Don't go away right after the commercial breaks. We'll see you in a minute. Thank you. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At BR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. BR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of BR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.brpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. BR Public Relations. We do it all. www.brpublicrelations.com. Women in business today face many challenges in advancing their careers and reaching their goals. There are corporate executives, entrepreneurs, and business owners that have made their mark in business. Now you can learn their secrets and tips. Listen to Women Mean Business as your host, Bonnie Marcus, explores how to thrive in the business environment, navigate the workplace, and climb the corporate ladder. Listen live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and effectively promote yourself today. Tune in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's practical, positive solutions for a happy, empowered, and successful life. Stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in at 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Here's Cindy Rakowitz. We're back with Marty Cooper, Club Vice Chairman, Marketing and Communications for the Boys and Girls Club of the West Valley. And um, if you're just tuning in now, I would recommend that you go back to the first segment and hear a little bit about the background and Marty's involvement and uh, all of the wonderful things um, that the Boys and Girls Club is um, doing in a marketing and communications way. What are the challenges? What are the opportunities? What Marty does to keep a powerful marketing and communications committee together, keep them challenged, keep um, things happening for the club. But, you know, in addition to everything that Marty does, he actually wrote a book. And um, the book is called North of Maholland, and I think it was very, very recently released. And um, I know, Marty, that you're doing the valiant thing, and proceeds from the sale of this book is going to the club. Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, well, uh, if you don't mind, Cindy, I think I'll back up a bit, because 
almost all of us in public relations and communications are readers. And if we're not, we need to be readers. And we read books and we read periodicals and because we need to know what goes on in the world around us and we need to know how we can apply those things and, and how they relate to our own organizations or the organizations we represent. And, and I fall in that category too. Uh, years ago when I represented the Motion Picture Academy, I did my first book on the Academy Awards. And for about the last... Uh, more than five years I've been writing a regular column for the San Fernando Valley Business Journal. When they first came to me and said, uh, how would you like to write a regular column for us, Marty? I said, about what? You want it to be a business column? And they said, no, write about whatever you want. Well, there's nothing better than being able to write uh, 750 to 1,000 words on absolutely any topic you choose to write it on. And so I started to do that. And... Uh, I, great, I got great pleasure out of doing it, and someone said, well, let's turn it into a book. And it sort of came out of a project that I started for the club a number of years ago. Um, four years ago was the 25th anniversary of my firm, and I thought it would be fun to give each of 25 kids from the club $25 to pick out books. And so we went to a local bookstore, Borders, and they were kind enough to give us a, a nice discount. And the club held a contest, a book review contest, and they selected 25 youngsters, and I gave each of them $25, and we went and bought books. And I went with them. No CDs, no comic books, book books. And it was an absolute heartwarming, enriching experience. And I wrote a column about it, what an experience it was. And Dozens of my friends started to email and said, gee, that's really cool, Marty. That's a good idea. Are you going to do that again? And while I hadn't originally planned to do it in subsequent years, the next year, again, just before holiday time in October, November, um, I put a, an email out to some friends, and about uh, 25 friends each contributed $25 and I, uh, per person, per child, and I did the same. So we took 50 kids, and this is the, uh, is the fourth year we've done it, and this year we had 201 children who we were able to take to the bookstore, give $25 each to, and let them buy books for themselves. I could give you hours of heartwarming stories of things like a, a little girl walking in and saying, I've never been in a bookstore before, and one little girl picking out a Spanish-English book for her mother that was $24.95, and it was pointed out to her that she couldn't buy anything else, and she said, that's okay, this is what my mother needs and wants, and I don't need anything for me. So that orientation towards books and getting other people involved in it sort of led to writing a couple of columns about it, and some people came to me and said, gee, you should put these columns in a book. So that's what we did. So the book is five years of columns, uh, essays, in the San Fernando Valley Business Journal. Well, I, I, the stories are very, very touching, and you were certainly right. Everybody should read, and, you know, I think that there's a nice synergy with the Boys and Girls Club in terms of promoting um, literacy and enjoying reading through children. It all works together very, very nicely. Um, the San Fernando Valley is pretty unique, isn't it? I'm sure that you capture that in your columns. Uh, it, it is, uh, it's a it's a uh, a region currently of one point almost one point nine million people. If it were a separate city, we'd be the fifth or sixth largest city in the world, as opposed to being part of the city of Los Angeles. 
and it began over a century ago basically as an agricultural area and during uh, and leading up to World War II was very heavily focused on aviation and later aerospace. But most importantly, from about 1915 on, it was the, uh, the place where motion pictures became the international impacting force that they are. Uh, from down the street from my house, uh, Clark Gable and Carol Lombard lived, and a couple of blocks from my house is where Al Jolson lived, and uh, less than a half a mile from my house is where the Jackson family lives. In fact, I wrote a column about uh, the helicopter, the new helicopters flying overhead and the streets blocked when uh, the day of Michael Jackson's funeral. And the movie industry has really defined the valley as the valley has defined the movie industry. And I think that makes it very unique and, and very special. Yes, and um, people can purchase the book online, obviously, and yeah. um, at, at certain stores, Amazon.com. Where can people get it? Uh, people can get the book on Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. Uh, it's available on Kindle, of course. Um, what I often urge people to do is to purchase it directly from my office. Because, and it's A, it's a couple of dollars cheaper, but B, uh, all I've decided that all, the profits from it are going to go to two local San Fernando Valley nonprofits. One is, as we've discussed, the Boys and Girls Club of the West Valley, and the other is a nonprofit organization that I support called New Horizons, which for half a century has been providing services for adults with developmental disabilities such as autism, Down syndrome, and other forms of mental retardation. Oh, you're very giving, Marty, and I think that's great. How do you promote and publicize this book? Um, it's like publicizing any product or service. The first thing you look at is what are, what are the attributes of it? In, in advertising, we have a, a phrase, the USP. What's the unique selling proposition? Well, I decided that the unique selling proposition of this book was, one, it was San Fernando Valley-focused. Two, although I hadn't thought of it initially as a marketing opportunity, the fact that I'm giving all of the profits to two nonprofit organizations made it a good marketing uh, approach. And I'll come back and explain that in, in just a second. Uh, three, I think you market a book like this through all the traditional book marketing and publicity venues. But going back just a minute, I realize that when you're doing something in a nonprofit way, it gives you the opportunity to do something different. So, for example, I put together a PowerPoint presentation with about 40 shots of the San Fernando Valley over the last century. Uh, there are a number of photographic archives in this region, as there are often through universities all around the country and even around the world that are accessible and available to anyone who wants to use them. So I put together this PowerPoint and started putting on a, a presentation to service clubs like Rotary and Kiwanis, to Chambers of Commerce, to historical societies, and at the same time saying, this book is available. And uh, you can get a hard cover for $25 and a soft cover for $15, and, and I'll sign it for you. So rather than doing traditional book signings in bookstores, and as we both know, lamentably, there are fewer and fewer bookstores around. I did these little presentations and book signings 
uh, at all of these service clubs who are very happy to welcome me because all of them are focused on doing work for the community. Well, no, I think that it's a wise public relations approach, and you're right. I think people writing any kind of book has to think about how they're going to market their books differently. Um, it's The bookstore is not the same as it once was. Uh, not only is it not the same, <laughs> it, it, it often is non-existent. I, I, I was kind of being polite. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why you're a success in public relations, Cindy. <laughs> because I always put the, the positive spin on something that's really quite sad. I, I think about the story of the girl that walked into the bookstore that you shared with us on this show, and I don't know if there's going to be a bookstore for little girls and boys to walk into in the future, and that's actually... You know, it's sad for those of us that have grown up with, you know, with a plethora of bookstores. That's right. Well, we're losing that which I even consider second rate in a way. We're losing, losing these big chain bookstores. But, I mean, one of the great loves for me is to walk into an old used bookstore uh, with a semi-musty smell and lots of books piled up in quasi-abandon and, and finding this little gem to add to my collection of, of church at Winston Churchill books and you know, that's a, that's a well, pleasure. Well, you know what, Marty, this is a new idea for you. You can make your home into one of those musty bookstores. <laughs> well, I will <laughs> we tell you, I have a lot of my uh, Winston Churchill books in my office, and uh, I have the, the edition of the London Times framed when Ch uh, Churchill died in 1965 and a number of other Churchilliana pieces. And I once had a client walk into my office for the first time, and he looked around and he said to me, Marty, your office is a shrine to Winston Churchill. Well, <laughs> I never it's a good, a, a good man to have a shrine to. Let's let our listeners know how they could get more information about North of Mulholland again. You know, talk about your website, and then we have to come to the end of this segment. Certainly. Uh, all of the information about the book, what's in it, the, how to uh, obtain it, and so forth is available on the website. And cleverly enough, we have uh, given the name northofmulholland.com to the website. Where people have questions beyond that, they can certainly call my office, the number of which is 818-789-5454. But the easiest way to access the book and everything related to it is through the northofmulholland.com website. All right. Well, I hope everybody will go to it. And again, proceeds from the purchase of the book does go to two charities one of them being Boys and Girls Club of West Valley. Marty, it was really great having you on the show, and I want to thank you for setting up the entire show. And I hear that Jan Selbel, President and CEO of Boys and Girls Club of West Valley, is holding on the line. So after this commercial break, you'll hear from Jan. Thank, thank you, Cindy, and I look forward to seeing you at our next Boys and Girls Club Marketing Committee meeting. I will see you there, I believe, on the 19th. Right. Okay. You <laughs> thank take you, care, and, and thank you, listeners. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. 
movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At BR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. BR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of BR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.brpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. BR Public Relations. We do it all. www.brpublicrelations.com. In the spirit of Have Couch Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Never be satisfied. Let that be a lesson you take away from Double Time with Double D, featuring businessman and former NFL star Dave Duerson. We'll talk about the NFL with special focuses on the game itself, and Double D will take your calls and answer your emails live on the show. It's not Football 101, but rather an in-depth look in the locker room, on the field, away from the field, and opening up the mind of the player. The program will also feature positive messages. So tune in to Double Time with Double D, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Get free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call 866-472-5788. Let's get back to Stars of PR. Here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. In the last couple of segments, we were talking to the vice chair of the Boys and Girls Club of the West Valley and um, learned a lot of information about how to market a nonprofit, um, very, very creative and ingenious ways, how to treat it like a business in order to um, really break through the clutter and be taken seriously in terms of a nonprofit that's worth contributing to. And now I'm thrilled to say that we have the president and CEO of that very Boys and Girls Club in the West Valley, Jan Sobel. Welcome, Jan. Hi, Cindy. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. I know that you have all kinds of meetings and stuff <laughs> that you have to go to after this show, so we're really glad that you took a moment to join us. And um, why, why don't you tell us when you joined the club? Um, I actually joined, I came to the Boys and Girls Club of the West Valley in 2006, part-time because they couldn't afford a part-time, a full-time CEO at the time and and uh, then became full-time in June of 2007 and been enjoying every day since that time. And why did you, and why did you get involved with the club as a part-timer in the first well, place? 
It's, it's kind of a long story, and I'll make it as brief as I can. Um, I have spent the last 20-plus years in the nonprofit industry. I was uh, president and CEOs of a couple of chambers of commerce here and in San Diego. And um, I became a grandmother when I moved to San Diego and decided, well, I'm home. L.A. is my home, and I moved back and, and worked a couple of consulting jobs. And then some people that I had known from way back when invited me to uh, – come to the club it was having it was struggling to keep its doors open and they knew I sort of uh, liked to turn organizations around and the rest is history I started they couldn't afford me part full-time came part-time started to change the organization and then finally they could afford to uh, hire me on a full-time basis well the fact that they were able to find the budget to support a full-time CEO I think is um, a very, very positive reflection of the Boys and Girls Club West Valley. So I think that's a proud moment right there. Tell us about the children for which you provide the after-school programs. Well, they're, they're kids. They're, they're, we, our children are between the ages of 16, uh, 6 years old and 17, first grade through high school. And uh, we currently have about 3,100 members. That means that uh, 3,100 kids uh, come through our doors at any given time during the, the, the year. Uh, and they're just high school students attend our program at Canoga Park High School. And we have four uh, elementary schools and then our main site here at the Canoga Park location. So we have a main site that has 6 to 17. And then based on where the school sites are, are, is, are the ages of, of those children. It's and they're just kids. Range. They laugh, they play, they cry, they, they argue, they, they learn, they, they dance, they, they do all kinds of programs, and they're just kids. No, a lot of them. Yeah, a lot of them for sure. Are your services of offered for free? How does it work? And how do families pay for their children to attend the club, particularly when there probably are families that don't have um, the income to pay for such programs? Well, just very quickly, some of the demographics of our parents that we're 85% live below the poverty level, which means that they make less than $30,000 per year. 41% uh, of our kids come from single-parent homes, and about 65% of our children are on the free lunch program at their local schools. So yes, our demographics are uh, the, probably the underserved and the disadvantaged. Uh, but we charge $20 per year if a parent can afford it, and that entitles them to come every single day after school um, where they will do work in our programs, do homework and some of our other programs until their parents come and pick them up. We're here from 8 to 6.30 every day, but, uh, and then we're here during the summertime for eight weeks we're open. and. And during a holiday, so for instance, uh, we will be here for all of our kids during the spring break. Well, and I, and I think that's great. It's pretty much you're giving in an area where you have demographics where, um, you know, there are people that are very economically challenged um, to provide so much for so many people is, you know, really a great, great thing. Um, and, and the interesting thing, uh, we just did a, an impact survey of what 
the impact of our programs has on the local community economically. And one of the things that we learned was that about 90% of our parents have jobs. They're not the unemployed. They're the working poor. Um, you know, when you're making minimum wage 40 hours a week and you've got a family of four, that's really hard to feed them and clothe them and, and provide programs for them. And, and that's really our, our our, our child, our child comes from that kind of a home. Um, and, of course, we have a, a lot of children who come from foster care and live with their grandparents. You'd be surprised how many children live with their grandparents or other family members. But um, we really don't look at that. When they come in the doors, they, they're all smiling faces and they're excited to be here. And it, you can't really tell whether they're rich or poor. No, I'm sure. And um, again, providing these services makes such a difference in a kid's life. And uh, Marty Absolutely. had mentioned in a previous segment that um, you know you part of the measurement of success it's really watching these kids and how they progress. Oh, absolutely. So, absolutely. Um, that's you know again an amazing an amazing service. Is there just one major location to which kids from any schools have to come to um, or others? Our main site here in Canoga Park uh, near Sherman Way in Remit, uh, we bring children in from all over the West Valley. We have six vans and from 1 o'clock every day till about 4 o'clock, they're out picking up the kids from different school sites. So we do have... A main, this is our main site, but then we have a, a program at Canoga Park High School where the kids basically leave their classroom and then go directly to the club, and um, three elementary schools and Tierra del Sol, which is a low-cost housing uh, program here in the West Valley. And so each one of those sites, uh, the kids come, but the main site is the Canoga Park site where they come from all over the valley. And describe some of the club's programs, Jan. Uh, we have great programs. Um, well, the first thing that every child does, where whether they're here at our main site or at any one of our other sites, is they have power hour, which means they do homework. If they don't have homework, then they must read. Um, and so we have staff that will help them through their homework, with not necessarily one-on-one -on -one tutoring, although we do have a tutoring program for those who really are falling behind in school. And because 66% of our children come from Hispanic homes that may not speak English, it's critical that um, the things that we do with our kids in helping them with homework is in English so that they, they can keep up and they can understand a math problem in English. So um, that's one of the critical things that we do. And then after they do their homework, um, they're free to do a lot of programs. So we have music, we have dance, hip-hop, and tap, and glee club. And we have an arts program where we have both painting and arts and crafts, sports, uh, basketball, soccer, um, you know, just p jump rope contests, everything. And then uh, other programs that are a little more specific like character building and, and smart girls and pathway to manhood where we... We uh, try to teach them the right and wrong and character building, basically. And then, of course, um, we have our big program. It's called College Bound. And we actually start in the fifth grade with goals for graduation, where we encourage them and show them that their lives can really be turned around by getting a good education and going on to college, whether it's a tech college or a 
a community college or a four-year university. Well, and I think that's all great. And Jan, I have to say again, I'm so glad to be a part of it. I'm, I'm most Ow. excited about this opportunity. Um, I'm going to kind of combine the fundraising tactics and strategy into one large question since we're coming to the end of the segment. And, you know, do you work much with the corporate sector or, um, you know, what are the club's major fundraising strategies and tactics? And then we'll have to wrap up the segment. I'll make it as quickly as I, quick as I can. Um, the, the key issue for us is, is divi dividing basically in quarters our fundraising, both from in individuals, corporate, grants um, and, and just general donations, special events. And, and, and in that respect, we go out to corporate donors. Corporate donors may even call us, you know, like a Blue Shield may say, hey, we'd like to do a project. Can we come over there? And so they'll help paint the building. Um, and so our strategy is to really look at, at the corporate world and then look at grants and, of course, individuals who care about the club and care about children and care about their futures. Um, and so that's, you know, we break it down, but it's mostly we reach out versus them reaching in. Yes, and um, that what, that's really what makes for a very successful not-for-profit. What I've seen, you know, at arm's length is that you really run it very, very much like a business, and you don't wait for anything to come to you. You're very, very proactive as a group, and I really want to congratulate you, Jan. Um, and I'm so glad that you had the opportunity to become full-time because, boy, did these kids need you and the club. <laughs> I, so. Listen, I look in the mirror at the end of every day and say, well, I'm the luckiest person around because I feel good about everything that we do here because I know we are changing the lives of children. We're creating great futures for them that may never have had that opportunity. So let me tell you, it's, it's my pleasure, and I feel like to be the lucky one. Okay, well, th well, that's that's great. And Gary Thomas, the chairman of the board, will be joining us for the last segment. Jan, thank you for your time, and I will see you real soon. Stand I'll see by you next week. Okay, thank you. Okay. Bye, Cindy. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. 
Being Here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the Seventh Wave Network. Emotional intelligence has been documented to be the most important skill for a leader to move up in an organization. Leaders Playbook will unpack what emotional intelligence is, why it is important, and how you can raise your emotional intelligence for yourself, your direct reports, and your team. Join Dr. Relly Nadler every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern to the Leaders Playbook on the Voice America Business Channel. Your success, your success could depend on it. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not, but she will answer your questions. Back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. We're back and we're in our last segment talking about the Boys and Girls Club of the West Valley, which I think provides a really wonderful microcosm for how successful um, nonprofits work. Everybody that you heard from today talked meticulously about the steps that one has to take to treat a nonprofit like a real business. And um, if more nonprofits can follow this model in America, we might have a better place. With that said, I want to welcome Gary Thomas, the chairman of the board. Welcome, Gary. Welcome, Cindy. Thank you. Um, what do you do professionally, Gary? See, I have a, a firm in Chatsworth in the San Fernando Valley, Aaron Thomas and & Associates, and we do political direct mail campaigns actually all over the United States. So we do all the creative. We actually have a print facility and mail house, and so we're kind of in the marketing field as well. Well, see, it makes sense. Marketing brings money if you do it right. That's true. At least I like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> if you do it right. But um, as a businessman, Gary, why do you think the Boys and Girls Clubs are important? Well, they're very important. The kids um, these days uh, you know, are going to do something between those important hours at 3 and 7 in the afternoon. And we want to make sure that they're doing something positive, and that's what we provide at the club. You know, these are the kids that are going to be our future employees, our future leaders, and it's important that we kind of develop them right. You know, the nation had a real tough hit in the last couple of years economically, and the Boys and Girls Club, we've seen our numbers go way up during this time because we provided kind of a safety net to these families, the peop uh, families that have to work more hours, more jobs. Uh, we provide nutrition programs, and, you know, we've, we've even seen some of our kids sneaking some of the snacks home, and when asked about it, you know, we find out they're taking stuff home just to help feed their families. <laughs> Well, that's, I mean, I, I think that's, you know, just, um, just very, very sad. But what you're, what you're doing, though, um, because you are also concentrating on nutrition, is you're probably, you know, doing a lot to fight the odds of obesity in this demographic, demographic segment. Trying, anyways. We, we are. We, we find, you know, our kids are exercising on average at least 30 minutes after school. 
Um, so, you know, we have programs. We, we try to engage the kids in something fun. They're doing dance. They're, they're out playing in their sports and very active at our club. And so it, it is helping that. The nutrition programs that we do, we try to encourage them to eat healthy. And among our demographics, that's very important because we have a, a higher average diabetes rate among our demographics. Yeah, no, I, I, I could understand why. Very, very important. What about the role of nonprofits in American society generally? What's your view on that? Marty made me ask you that question. So, <laughs> I, actually, I think it's a very important question because you know, I think we're a great model of that. How we can affect something, you know, not only nationally because the national program is is incredible, but we can tailor it to our community. We, we don't have to rely on government for everything because we know we can't. And we have a need here in the West San Fernando Valley, and these are just, you know, business people and, and local citizens that care about it, raise the money for it, work with an amazing staff, and, uh, and, and deal with it and provide a really important service here in the, in the Valley for our kids. Does the club receive much corporate support and involvement, Gary? We're really fortunate, uh, and I think the thing that's uh, about the Boys and Girls Club is people get it. It is actually um, ranks one of the highest in name ID. We have a very strong national brand, so people know what Boys and Girls Club is. They may not know what we do at the club, but they know the name. Our uh, corporate partners in the West Valley have been very supportive. We've got uh, folks on our board from Blue Shield and Wells Fargo. We get support from big corporate giants like Disney and Microsoft. California United Bank is one of our uh, San Fernando Valley uh, headquarter banks that actually does a big golf tournament every year for us, and they've raised us well over a half a million dollars just from their golf tournaments. And why don't you share the history of the national organization? You mentioned it before, and it does have a great name recognition, which you know you can utilize and leverage to raise your own funds because we already know that they don't you, you don't get funding necessarily from the national organization, but you do get a lot of name recognition. Oh, well, we get a lot more than name recognition. We actually do get uh, quite a bit of pass-through funding through the national organization. Uh, more important than that, we get their programs. We get packaged programs. We get literature and, the, and all the information that we need to hand to our staff to implement a program. Um, they are over 100 years old. There's over 4,400 clubs now throughout the United States. We're also on military bases around the world. And they serve uh, 4.2 million kids a year. So, you know, you look at the impact in our West Valley, over 3,100 kids, and, and we see what that means. You know, we see that instead of 50% of our kids graduating high school, 93% of our kids graduate high school. And we see that they're going to college, many of them, for the first time. So we see the impact here locally with our 3,100 kids. We'll just multiply that out. There's 4.2 million kids that are having that experience, and it's going to have a dramatic effect you know, in the United States. It's also always ranked in the top of nonprofits in, in the United States. And it's, uh, for the last 17 years, Boys and Girls Clubs of America has been ranked number one among the youth organizations. So it's a very strong national organization. You see the, uh, the attention we get from our national spokespeople like Denzel Washington. And just recently, Jennifer Lopez became one of our, our, actually our first female national spokesperson. Well, no, there, then there are a lot of benefits with the national affiliation. What got you involved in the club in the first place, Gary? Uh, that was kind of a 
uh, uh, interesting story because I was involved with a lot of other nonprofits. I've been on the boards of quite a few nonprofits, and I was more involved with business organizations. And uh, w the chairman of the club at the time asked me about joining the Boys and Girls Club, and I thought, I just can't take on another one. And somehow he managed to get me to one of their board meetings, and I got to learn a little more about it, and I thought, you know, this is actually kind of an important thing. That was 14, almost 15 years ago <laughs> I've been on the board, you know, since then, and I've never done anything more important than what we're doing here at the Boys and Girls Club. So it was uh, a good decision to join this one. Well, that, I think that's great. We have one more minute, and I want you to talk a little bit about a recently retained research firm to assess the club's economic impact on the region. Um, you have some results to share, I understand? Yeah, it's uh, fairly impressive. We uh, commissioned a study, we being uh, not just our club, but all the 27 clubs throughout Los Angeles County, commissioned a study with the Demui Global Research Firm and Cal Lutheran University, and we wanted to know for every dollar that you invest in our club, what does that really mean economically to the region? And it's measuring things like the fact that a single mom's allowed to work. A, a, a young man decides not to get into a gang and go down that road. A young girl chooses not to be a teen mom. And what does that mean? And uh, when you look at all the numbers, it came out to be for every dollar invested, it meant $16.42 return economically to the region. So it's a 1,642% return on your investment, not a bad number. Well, Marty and I, in the beginning of the show, talked about measurable res results, and I think that's pretty darn measurable. So um, again, we're coming to the end of the show. I want to thank you, Gary, for your time and everybody else's. And I want to reiterate to our listeners that this show in particular provides an excellent microcosm for how to do nonprofit marketing and operations the right way. And I've been on the air for six years, and I haven't found <laughs> something that is as accurate and on target and academically viable and admirable as the Boys and Girls Club of West Valley. So thank you for your time, Gary. Thank you, Cindy. And um, I will, I will see everybody next week. Be safe. Thank you for listening to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Please come back next Thursday and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Rakowitz on Stars of PR. See you next week. I am an American. I